The News Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast is sponsored by 888sport.com and they're doing an offer exclusive to the podcast where you get three times the odds on your first bet. And for the Newcastle game coming out Monday night, West Ham to win and Sacco to score at any time. If you bet £10, you will get £90 back. That is actually pretty good. <laughs> I might get involved. I'm in. You're in? Yeah. <laughs> if that happens now. No more. I'm not going to bet any more than 10 grand. <laughs> the minimum. Good. <laughs> minimum. Uh, so to get to get that bet, 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. Uh, exclusive offer three times the odds on your first bet. Pretty good. He has impressed in the early proceedings in this Premier League. Skirtle's clearance. It'll drop here for Cresswell. And it's in! Lanzini! What a start for West Ham United. And what a start in the Premier League for Manuel Lanzini. Lovren getting himself in a right angle. Dispossessed by Lanzini. Lanzini for Sacco. And it might drop here for Noble. It's 2-0 West Ham. Kamikaze defending by Liverpool. And West Ham have a two-goal lead. Might drop here for Sacco. Up against Skirtle to wrap it up. Oh, what a finish. Well, today, Lanzini, Noble and Sacco have done it for Slaven Bilic. This one goes down in history, and for once, it's a happy trip to Anfield for West Ham United supporters. And now, as well rehearsed as a Tony Gale after-dinner speech, it's the KUMB West Ham podcast with your hosts, James Longman and Chris Skull, with a C. Hello and welcome to the Needs of Mother Brown West Ham podcast, episode five of season four. Join us here in the studio, the editor-in-chief, Graham Howlett. Hello, hello. It's lovely to be back. Yeah, back in the studio, back in a home studio, James. Yes, Yes, we're back home. Because where were we the previous episode? We were away with the chairman in a very special <laughs> studio. And nothing of note happened in those episodes, did it? No. Was, what happened? Mm. Mm. Well, we'll get into all that <laughs> in a second because we're going to be talking about the transfer window and, of course, the Liverpool hoodoo being broken as well. Yes. And also, we're going to discuss the fallout from the previous episode. Very newsworthy. Newspapers. Uh, back pages Sky of newspapers. Sports News, back pages. Um, maybe we should begin there, Graham. It was a uh, incredible time. Yeah, it was to uh, be alive. Uh, yes, it, it was a very, very interesting time to be alive. Was it? Wasn't it? Um, I'm not sure what we can say about it, really. <laughs> well, it's back, so, so it, it's tricky. We've all essentially left the country for a couple of weeks to let it all die down. Yeah, we <laughs> we've all been in Spain, various parts of Spain, <laughs> hiding out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, it, it was an interesting time, wasn't it? Uh, the papers obviously picked up on one or two aspects of, uh, of, mm. of the interview um, that probably should have been removed and edited out, but weren't. And uh, yeah, as James says, we all had to flee. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, if it was taken a lot out of context, I think if you actually listen to it, um, the Charlie Austin stuff, it, he was suggesting 
what people say about him. Uh, so I don't think it was a problem. You know, the, the initial reaction was such that I felt, oh, God, I don't want people to get sued. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or people to get in trouble because we just do this for fun and we enjoy mm-hmm. doing it. Um, but then, you know, now we've stepped away from it. It's brilliant that they picked up on it. It's brilliant that they went with it. Um, I'd probably not rather be in the centre of it. <laughs> but generally, it was, you know, it was a great interview. And I think uh, the chairman came across well. And I don't think he's really got any reason to be in the wrong. Yeah, I mean, how many chairman of premiership football clubs will put themselves out there like that? And the other thing, of course, Charlie Austin didn't go in the transfer window at all. And the word on the street today, breaking news, is that he was offered to Newcastle for a cut price fee. Yeah, this is it. It looked like uh, Newcastle uh, were offered the option to take him for £10 million. Uh, so a nice 33% reduction on, on transfer deadline day, but it didn't happen. Um, obviously, Charlie's delighted to still be at QPR, so I'm sure we all wish him the very best of luck for the rest of the season. Yeah. He's so happy to be there. Um, there were two schools of thoughts on feedback. Generally, people were like, well done on getting the chairman on. It was a great interview uh, and understood we obviously can't attack uh, the Sullivans because there are guests on the show in, on a show in which we don't ever attack people we're here to celebrate West Ham uh, if people like what they say great if people don't like what they say that's fine too but there was the other score thought was why aren't you attacking them why are you hanging them out to dry why are you doing this why are you doing that and I don't, didn't really understand that anger because if you listen to any of the shows we're warm and we're pro West Ham and cuddly and we're cuddly <laughs> Uh, yeah. Especially these post-Spain tans. <laughs> uh, don't see Anne Diamond on TVM having a go, going after the guest, you know, whoever is, you know, John Bon Jovi, whoever's on there at the time. <laughs> That's him having a go. That's not how you have a nice interview. Bill We're Turnbull, not doing bloody suspicious. news night, mate. Yeah. You know. So I think it was, some of the criticism was probably a little unjust. Yeah. Um, but I understand frustrations because you want to hear more and you've got a chairman there, you want to dig more into it. Uh, but that wasn't how you build a relationship. That isn't how you build a relationship. And that interview's taken many years in the making. Uh, and we were very grateful for him coming. And yes. we asked, most of the questions we asked were from Knees Up Mother Brown readers mm-hmm. uh, and some off Twitter. So we kind of, we tried to tick as many boxes as we could. It sounds like you're reading that from a prepared statement, but I'm looking at you and you're not. That was from no, the heart. That was from the heart. But I'm really proud of it. Yeah, it was good. I'm really proud of it. Overall, very good. Yeah, you know, no good and we were top five in a sports podcast <laughs> downloads, mainly. Clang. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right, James. I think it was it was fantastic for not just David, but the, the boys to come in as well and, and, and do the podcast. Um, and as you say, c- can you imagine Abramovich doing that with, with you know a Chelsea fan site or Sheikh Mansour doing it with Man City? It's just, it's just not going to happen. So mm-hmm. I think maximum credit to all three of the Sullivans for coming in and doing that. And uh, let's hope we can do it again sometime in the future. Yeah, I yeah. thought I, I thought uh, they all came across very well, and they're whatever people think of them, uh, they are friendly and nice and very generous with their time. So and knowledgeable as well. And knowledgeable. Even the kids, like, I really think it comes through in that interview that they're, they're really knowledgeable about the club, and that's you know that's just fact. If you listen back, they're really knowledgeable and, and care passionately about West Ham. I think that really shone through. It's funny actually. That my main issue when it first came out, and, and a G man was putting up little snippets of interviews, was when people tweet stuff as if it's their own information. And that's why, you know, and you're like, well, we've just done, you've just listened to this podcast and now you're tweeting what has been said on the podcast. And you get into, I, I found myself in that weird quandary where it's like, well, that's our news. So you should be saying, well done to these other Brown for coming out with that. So that's, uh, they're in the nose on there. Um, 
you know, they're welcome to it because that's not my world. End up getting angry about something. To be fair, uh, ex West Ham employees very good about these kind of things, and he yes. generally comes up with some very good stuff. Yeah. So he's kind of the only one at the moment that I will listen to and I will acknowledge uh, because everyone else just seems to take from everyone else, and it's like a sn- the snake eating itself. Mm. I thought as well, like being an ITK, it's such a tough gig. Like you can't like. Obviously, we knew we knew a bunch of stuff that I didn't really want to want to put out there, and there was stuff on the interview that we could have released early. But you just think, why would you be an ITK? It's such all they seem to be doing is rowing about what they knew when, and like, and if you release all this information, what what can you do that like no one's going to trust you with more? I don't understand. It's so it seems so hard. Yeah, it's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? I mean, obviously, we've got a few uh, very well placed sources on KUMB on the forum who post. And uh, you know it can be very difficult. They've, they've, they've got they've got to protect themselves yeah. at the end of the day because if people find out who they are, you know it, it can be very very difficult for them personally. And you know we had people posting on KUMB during the uh, the last few days of the transfer window, and everyone was flooding on. I mean we we put something out the other day. Uh, we we had uh, nearly a million uh, page views on KUMB on the last forty eight hours of the, of the transfer window, which was I- incredible, really. Um, but a lot of that was down to to the the fact that we you know we had guys posting on there. Um, information that you couldn't get anywhere else so uh, fair play to them really they don't have to do it but they do it yeah. <clears throat> generally for the benefit of the 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 supporters of the community so uh yeah good it's, it's all good all good should we do some <laughs> shout outs james yes, so, do shout outs. so uh black lion post bournemouth as a couple of people have said um i should say hello and i didn't just because we had the chairman uh, and our minds were occupied but uh i should met i met a chap and his dad's out in new york tony hyde aka snoz because apparently he's got a big nose uh, hello to him. I met Louise, who's Reese's mum, and she said, when will you guys grow up? And we should mention uh, James Atwood, who's been tweeting us. He saw Christian Daly in a cafe, but uh, didn't get any information from him. <sighs> so, if James, seen... that's, that's a plus and a negative, mate. Yeah, come on. I mean, James, if you see Christian Daly again, we want we want to get him. We've been trying so hard. James, have you got any latest on the Christian Daly hunt? Other than he keeps mugging me off. <laughs> <laughs> We've verified his number. We've, you've texted it. I've He's called. not responding. I've called. I've left messages. We've gone via multiple intermediaries. I've, uh, we haven't had any feedback. So if you spot Christian Daly, you need to tell him to respond. I have now I now live in his basement. <laughs> Where has he most recently been spotted? Is Brent, it, that was, that was Brentwood. Brentwood. Starbucks. Yep. Oh, I think it was. Starbucks, Starbucks oh, in Brentwood. So Starbucks he's still sell on. out. Go to <laughs> independent yeah. train, Daly. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think less of him if that was possible. Um, and we should also do a shout out to John Kavanagh who lives in Malaga, and this is the only means through which he listens to West Ham. You know, and it, um, we haven't done this in a while. But if you are some really isolated place in the world, and this is your only connection with the West Ham world, get in touch with the show podcast at kmb dot com, and we'll give you a shout out. We'll think of a name for that feature one day. <laughs> shout we'll out be so to old. obscure places in the world. Uh, West Ham uh, way, yeah. West Ham Way. So this is a new feature that James has recently thought of today. <laughs> uh, West Ham Way. James, would you like to explain what the West Ham Way is in the context of this podcast? So everyone talks about the West Ham Way, uh, and it's, whether it's football, whether it's attitude, whether it's a way of life. Um, and it can be all those things and more. I think there's something happens to West Ham every week. There's news every week that sometimes you think only West Ham uh, would have that news. Um or only West Ham would run out of pies at half-time. <laughs> or only West Ham would have the bubble machine not working. So there's loads of brilliant things. Or only West Ham would win away at Anfield uh, after not winning six, after losing to Bournemouth and not winning in, since 63. So it's like, I think the West Ham way should be what 
is your interpretation of it this week. My interpretation of it this week, the West Ham way, uh, is when all the transfer deadline day, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but the fact that all the players wore shirts holding shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it was so absurd. I couldn't quite get my head around it. Uh, Song wearing a West Ham shirt, holding a West Ham shirt. I should have wheels photoshopped wheels. Wheels within wheels. Shows have photoshopped more West Ham shirts onto that West Ham shirt. So it's like the infinitive West Ham shirt. It's so bizarre. I couldn't quite get my head around it. That to me this week summed up the West Ham way. <laughs> Uh, Graham, anything for you? West Ham way related yeah, this week? Your well, West Ham way of the week? I think so. Apart from the obvious Liverpool thing, you know, losing to Leicester and Bournemouth and then going up to Anfield and, and smashing the Scouse. For me, it would probably have to be the the affair and, and the situation with the FA, whereby uh, Mark Noble was dismissed. Um, and uh, eventually uh, th- that was rescinded and turned over and we were all kind of quite joyous and and, and, and happy uh, at, at that decision and then almost immediately you read to the end of the the, the press release by the FA and, and they said that uh, we were actually being charged with failing to control our players which is a ludicrous situation really because if it's a bad decision of course the players are going to complain aren't they um, I so, don't think it was too aggressive their complaints well, no. I mean when you consider what you, you've seen the, the yeah. likes of Man U and Chelsea where they surround the referee it wasn't that bad was it no. but the, the point was they had a, a, a you know good grounds for complaint it was a bad call it was rescinded so why would you not complain so, so to be charged just seemed ludicrous and almost a little bit like the FA just saying well you know this, this is sort of our comeback for uh, you know for, for, for you complaining in the first place perhaps but yeah, I mean, I guess that for, that that that's it for me this week, definitely. My only thing where, where they overset the line, I thought, was when Hammerhead run on drop kicked the ref. That, <laughs> that, that was, was a, a very poor. sour moment. Was it? <laughs> West Ham way. So there, there you go, West Ham way of the week. Something that could only happen to West Ham. That's it. Um, I'm trying to think of something. I can't off the top of my head. I'm not that funny immediately, like <laughs> off the bat. I need a lot of time to think. Okay. To be but funny. if you have things that you think can only happen to West Ham, tweet us or email yeah. us. Uh, you've got to contact details. Yeah. In fact, here's how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the show. Email us at podcast at kumb.com. Join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag KUMBpod. Or why not follow us? Chris is at CJS Skull with a C. James is at Longers1. And Graham, editor of KUMB, is at KUMB.com. If you're on Facebook, be sure to join the KUMB group for all the latest news and gossip. There's also the KUMB forum for all kinds of chatter. Simply go to KUMB.com and click forum. Finally, join the KUMB podcast mailing list. Click this podcast link on KUMB.com and sign up for exclusive content from the studio. And be the first to know about upcoming live shows. Come on, you irons. Excellent. So there you go. West Ham way of the week. Have a think. You've got the Newcastle home game. Maybe something ludicrous will happen there. Keep an eye out. Quasimodo at halftime. <laughs> coming across the advertising hoardings in the Bobby Moore lower. Stacking it. I mean, one day he's going to stack it. It's precarious week on week. <laughs> so it could, it could be that. Keep your eyes Fingers out Fingers crossed. Um, right. He stacks it, but he doesn't hurt himself. <laughs> uh, right. Liverpool away, Graham. I yes. mean, uh, you were probably a, a very, very early... Th- 40s middle-aged man when we yeah. last won there embryonic uh, possibly 
You were only, what, 50 when we won the last? Uh, We worked out my mum was 14 at the time, so I hope I wasn't even here, but, yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We've 52 years. Not 1966, as I think someone on this podcast might have mentioned a couple of weeks ago. I've been saying that for years. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we won there in season one. Yeah, we won there in a friendly. (laughs) But no, I mean, you know, years and for years and years we've been going up there and scraping the odd draw was was a result. Um, But... You know, it was a poor Liverpool team. Let, let, let's let's make no bones about it. They they were poor on the day, and they were a, they're a poor side compared to the team of the seventies and eighties that would go around Europe beating everybody um, on and off the terraces. But that's another story. Um, but it was just incredible. Uh, you know, I, I, I genuinely didn't think that I would ever see it in my lifetime a, a West Ham win at Anfield. And even when we were two 0 up, with a couple of you know, no, this is you know, nobody gets sent off. We were two 0 up, I think, at the time, weren't yeah. we? And even then, you think this is the moment. This is where it all caves in. The you West know, all the, a bit like Spurs last year when we were coasting at two 0 and, and, and it all just fell apart at the end. But then, lo and behold, um, Diafra Sacco, dear old Diafra, bless him, goes and scores a third in the ninety second minute, and it unbelievable was kind of, goal too, unbelievable terrific goal, goal, fantastic goal. But you kind of didn't really know how to how to, how to react or to celebrate. It was like, you know, this has never happened before. 50 years, I've never seen this. And yeah, it was just fantastic. I mean, marvellous. And let's just hope we have a few few more like that this season. I, mean, I think somebody said that this was the first season we've ever beaten Arsenal and Liverpool away in the wow. same season. Well, well, I guess it would be if we've... If it's been one of 50 years since we won at Anfield. But yeah, apparently that's the first time we've ever done that. So if we've managed that in the first four games of the season, who knows? It could be, it's going to be a roller coaster. It's, it's probably almost certainly the first time we've lost at home to Leicester and Bournemouth in the same season, too. So yep. we're, we're breaking records and, all over the place. Yeah. And also <laughs> playing dreadfully. Yeah. I mean, post Bournemouth, I was pretty down, genuinely pretty down. I thought this season could be a nightmare yeah. because it was so bad. Mm. I think the Bournemouth was so bad, even when we got to 2 2. <laughs> They deserve to go ahead and they deserve to win. You know, we could have been 3-4 down at half-time. It was appalling. And I thought, oh, Liverpool. But then after Arsenal, we think maybe away we know how to play. And it seems that we do, weirdly. <laughs> and I'll tell you what actually is, is uh, I'll give some credit to James Tompkins um, fitting into that defence with Jenkinson away. I think he shouldn't have been dropped post-Arsenal. Um I don't know why he was dropped post-Arsenal, you know, to win away and then to drop him for that. And then to bring him back into the team, it shored us up again. And it's kind of, mm. you know, that early an early goal for West Ham never means an easy win. And somehow, it was an easy win. We had the surreal moment of being on a plane about to take off to Ibiza. Uh, and yes. we went 1-0 up. <laughs> and Chalks was texting her, we're 1-0 up. And then literally a minute later, uh, he said, Bentec is equalised. We're like, <laughs> and then it's only joking like, I had a really a weird moment while I was in the air and I'm constantly thinking what's the score going to be and in my head the best case scenario was 1-1 I thought if we can just get that point I'm going to be overjoyed and to land at Ibiza Airport and to try and get that rubbish Wi-Fi and then to find out to see Chris grinning at 3-0 <laughs> and our, our mutual our, our West Ham friend Russ at 3-0 we, I mean it it was a hell of a night. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so surreal because I didn't even get the one nil up. We were, I was on a different flight, and it was like we'd taken off, and it just kicked off. And then when we landed uh, with Josh Whitcom, weirdly, and he was sat next to my girlfriend, and he said he turned and went, "You won three nil." And my girlfriend went, "Don't wind him up." And she, just, he was like, "No, no, really." I was like, I'm not, no, no, I'm not having this. And he showed me the phone. I was like. 
Oh my god! Oh my god! I was literally my jaw was on the floor. I couldn't lie, and there was no other West Ham fans around me. I, I need someone. I need someone to, to appreciate this as quick as you can. How did I you celebrate that night? Uh, oh, we just went. We had a little house party. I think. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And my, my friend Tyrone, who's a Liverpool supporter, turned up later on a bit <laughs> flight, and that was glorious. Three 0 And the thing is, like, um, when I found out we'd won three 0 I couldn't imagine what that looked like. I couldn't no. imagine. The scenes, what would the scenes have been? And then to see it on uh, Match of the Day, incredible. Well, that was a main incredible. disappointment because as soon as we found out 3 0, it's like, how can we watch Match of the Day? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, that was the next issue. <laughs> that was the next issue. Watching the game back, uh, the highlights, I mean, uh, Lanzini looks incredible, like That's chasing strong. lost goals. I thought he was the kind of player, and the way he's been treated in terms of being on the bench and. Um, I kind of thought he's a bit part player. He's not, you know, and he's he's come on loan from this um, uh, Saudi Arabian club, I think it is. Yeah. But watching the highlights, he looked incredible, Graham. He looks like a real decent player. Yeah, he had a really good game, didn't he? Um, he's looked lively, hasn't he? Mm. Um, even in uh, the Europa League, he, he put in a couple of good performances. And uh, I, you know, I, I guess he's really only here as Payet's backup. Uh, so that's good. That's good. But yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I love to see players score goals like that where. Um, you know, instead of going for power, they just go for precision. And when the ball came in, and he, and he just got that gentle touch and passed it past the guy. I love watching goals like that. I could watch yep. them all day long. I, I much prefer them to someone mm. banging in, you know, at 80 mile an hour from 10 yards. I think they're great to watch. So that was a lovely moment. It's a very South American goal, I think, as well, mm. the way the way he took it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he looks like he's going to be a real useful addition. Uh, I think we, we paid two million uh, to, to bring him here on loan. Uh, for the season, but who knows? Uh, let's let's see what happens. He might be uh, he might be one for the future, possibly. Yeah, yeah. it's exciting. I mean, it's exciting times. Yeah, is it though? Or you know, yeah. we've got Newcastle next. It is, I'm really excited about it. I'm really okay. excited about Newcastle. If we beat Newcastle, that you know, I'd be so happy with that start. Really, yes. even though it's been a bit of a gutter to lose to Leicester yeah. and Bournemouth, and only, it could have been better. The only thing is, you part of you thinks if it wasn't West Ham. We could be on twelve points. <laughs> you know what? If yeah. we just turned up against Leicester or Bournemouth, yeah. and we only turned up for short spells in both those matches. We could be right up the top. Just get get into six points. I'm still in my mindset. That this is a relegation battle. So to get to nine, if we can get to nine points, that's thirty-one left. It's a decent <laughs> yeah. start. I'm still in that mindset. Yeah, I want us to get to forty points so I can just relax and know, not and not worry about just the new season. A good season, performance at home. Yeah. That's all I want. A good performance against Newcastle. And I'm excited yeah. about our new signings. Yes. I'm excited about it. It feels like we've gone from um, a, quite a bare squad with people dropping like flyers. You know, players like Maiga jetting off to sort his own transfer out. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> and Nolan leaving because of some something that's happened. You know, it's suddenly you think, oh, we haven't got any squad and we seem to have got a a squad that I'm quite excited about you know signings I'm excited about yeah well let's, let's properly introduce this new segment then the transfer window obviously like James mentioned there um, we, we had many incidents within a very short period of time let's begin with something that is a very much a West Ham way moment Maiga leaving the club going to Saudi Arabia appearing on their Twitter feed and suddenly no one from the club knowing what he was doing <laughs> so what's the inside track on all that uh, well I don't know he, he- uh, his, his new club um, advertised the fact that he'd signed, didn't they, before anyone at West Ham <laughs> had signed. Ridiculous. And then we, we got word, uh, I think, the following day that he'd taken himself out there. Uh, you know, he'd flown out there of his own accord. Um, and, and then the transfer went through a couple of days. I don't think any of us were really too worried that he'd gone, were we? No. At the oh, end of the day. But delighted. it was just, it, yeah, it was, it was just odd. I mean, it was nice that he went, I think, with a goal. Yes. 
<laughs> it's a shame he actually left at the peak of his West Ham career. In a way. <laughs> yeah, this is a shame. But again, that, that's just typical West Ham, isn't it? You know, uh, it's just such a West Ham transfer, really. Yes. But, and then, uh, uh, so, so we we didn't get any transfer fee, did we? But we we save on his wages, I guess. Yeah, you know, I don't think he was one of the top earners at the club, so I'm not sure it's going to be a huge saving, uh, you know, in, in terms of in terms of wages. But he's off the books. He wasn't wanted here. We've been trying to offload him for a season or so. So I think every, you know, it's a good result for everybody at the yeah. end of the day. Mm. I agree. And Nolan, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. El next. Capitan. Sad to see him go yeah. in a strange way. I feel like he could have been a useful squad player, but um, I mean, it seems Graham has just been paid off, and that's yeah. I mean, you, you know, there's lots of rumours floating around about the the circumstances behind his departure, but I like, you know, I've never made any bones about my um, appreciation of what he brought to the club. I thought he was a good player. I thought he's a fantastic captain. I think he's going to be a good manager one day. It's um, probably not going to be here now. But, uh, <laughs> Who knows where he's going to end up? I mean, he, he said he wants to stay in London. Um, you know, there's rumours that he's been talking to one or two clubs recently. So uh, we'll see what happens. But, I, you know, I wish him I wish him the best because, let's be honest, he was given a torrid time by some of our supporters for the yes. last 80 months. And I don't... You know, I think Russell Brand um, said something about this in the, in the first podcast of this series where he said, you know, we kind of... We, we all sit there and, and shout at the players from, from the terraces, but... Then when you get to meet them, you realise they're just people and they're just doing their best. Yeah. At the end of the day, and I, I think Kevin was one of those people that if that it, 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 it got to him a little bit, you know, it affected him and, and the way he played. Um, it was a shame at the end of the day because the last six months he wasn't really fit enough, was he? Do, no. do we think to no. to be in the first team? It, it was showing that those last few games, you know, he wasn't getting near the yeah. ball even in the Europa League games. Yeah. He was struggling. And if you can't do it against those sides, but yeah, no, I, I, I wish him all the best. You know, I, I hope he, he's got a couple of years left somewhere, um, but uh, pro- probably a lower league club now. But yeah, yeah. good but, luck to him. Well, apparently he turned on LA Galaxy. Really? Was it in the press today? I mean, you'd be mad to turn that down. Yeah, he, but he, he yeah. always came back from preseason really well tanned. He'd love it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, get enough of I it. I can't imagine him in the LA lifestyle <laughs> at a juice bar. He's the least LA style man. <laughs> From Bol- rollerblading down <laughs> Venice Beach. From Bolton to Los Angeles, the Kevin Nolan story. What a story! <laughs> um, I part of me would like to have seen him given a proper. I mean, you wouldn't have got that, but mm. part of me would have been like around, you know, everyone cheering, a round yeah. of applause, yeah. off a pitch, his final appearance. I would have liked that because I think he's been an excellent captain, and it, it tell it shows that I think that when he went, most of the players on Instagram or Twitter tweeted you'll be missed. Yes. And I think that really shows like what he does behind the scenes, you know, and and getting the team together. I think he's been an excellent captain. I think he's I suspect he's an excellent captain off a pitch and I think that appreciation from a player shows. Uh, and I wish in some way, although he has been past his best for a while, that had been shown to him by the fans because I still I don't like seeing that. Mm-hmm. I just don't like seeing that anyway against any of our players. But I feel like he got quite a raw deal. Kevin but good luck him. to him. Yeah. I really hope he does well wherever he goes and I'm sure he will. Um, my guess is Fulham. Now that's on record. Well, let's find out if I'm right. The News of Mother Brown West Ham podcast is sponsored by 888sport.com and they're doing an exclusive offer whereby you get three times the odds on your first bet, which in the context of the upcoming Newcastle game means that uh, if you bet £10 on West Ham to win and Sacco to score at any time, your £10 bet gets you £90 return on your first bet. Wow. I mean... Why would you not? Have you done it? We spoke at the start of the show. Have you done that bet yet? Not, well, I've been sat here chatting. 
but as soon as you're there's done there's a couple of times you got I got bored of you talking so I've just been doing it yeah <laughs> alright good so to access that 888sport.com forward slash West Ham um, lastly was someone who, who nearly left but didn't Andy Carroll the loan moved to Sevilla the what Graham, was there any thread of truth in that? It came from a fairly reliable source. Yeah, well, it appears so. Um, You know, perhaps we should have asked Mr Sullivan when he was in a a couple of weeks ago. But, um, yeah, I mean, it looked like the club were willing to let him go. Um, So, again, I I like Andy. I think he's a great player. I think when he's he's on form and he's, you know, he's he's tip-top condition, he's he's unbeatable. He's, He's a tough player. And I don't think he gets enough credit for his actual footballing ability. People kind of tend to view him as a, as a big lump who you just bang long balls to ideal for the Allardyce uh, kind of football but I think he's a lot better than that and I think we, hopefully we're going to see that under Bidditch hopefully he's going to be back next week we, we think yeah. he's going to be back on the bench at least love to see him on the bench yeah so so you know if we can get him involved that'd be good but I really hope that it'll flourish under Bidditch I think, you know I mean we, we saw Colton Cole play some of his best football under Zola which you probably wouldn't have thought would, would happen. So maybe, you know, getting the ball on the deck, playing a bit more football will bring the best out in Andy. But I, I really hope that we can get six months of, of football out of him now. Solid six months. Yeah. Um, but the, the problem with Andy, half, half of his, his problem is the fact that he's just, he's a bit of a loony, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he throw himself, he, he, he gets himself. In. Yeah, absolutely. He gets himself into those, into those situations. But yeah, I mean, let, let's just hope he's, um, that, that's behind him now. And we're looking forward to a good season. Yeah, Imagine he comes cool. on against Newcastle. It's 15 minutes left and he scores the winner. Ugh, how good would that be? Would you? And then he on rips the pitch? off his hair and throws it at you. <laughs> and it's been a wig <laughs> all that long long time. All time. And the joke's on us. <laughs> it's uh, a good point that Graham makes. His, his game is to be kind of burly and get stuck in and throw himself about. And obviously, he's a very fragile, fragile man. Do you think that's going to limit his, you know, is that the problem with him? Or is he just yeah, unlucky? I, well, he got injured putting on a shoe. He's obviously unlucky. But there is an element where you watch where he came back last time and he's diving in and he's, mm. th- you know, he gives 100% and that's what you want. But there's an element that should go hold back a little bit yes. because you can't afford to do that. Mm. I think, he, you know, again, the the, the longer he's, he's been injured, the, I guess the more, the, the greater the pressure is to, to come good. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, he throws himself in a little bit more than he should. But... Yeah, he's a great player at the end of the day. Yeah. Who was it he scored the goal against where it was the, the, the long goal kick? I think it was from Adrian. He took it down on his toe and turned it. Was it West Brom at the bowling the season before last? But it, it was it, it, it just illustrated that he can play a bit of football, yeah. you know. He's not just a lump with a. Yeah. Um, a, a he good definitely head. can. Yeah. He's, take, he's gone past players. He's so strong on the yeah. ball. And I've always argued that he can play well yeah. on the floor. And I really. Can you imagine? He has a good season. You know, he'd get in the England squad because he's oh, a class definitely. act. Definitely, yeah. we could he win the Euros. He's exactly what we need up front. If it, if you get Andy Carroll at his best, yeah. he's exactly what we need. Remember that goal he scored against Cardiff? I think it was Cardiff last year yes. or the season before, where he just took the ball down and put it in the top top corner, yeah. away from home. If we can get that out, of is him. it Cardiff or Swansea? Some he's got sure. a some well some well crap. Do you remember the goal he scored for England again? I think it was against Sweden. Yes, that bullet header. header. You yeah. know, he, he's the best. He's the best number nine England have got yeah. when he's fit. I think. He'll be brilliant. That Fingers crossed. That was on my birthday. That header. It was for. Didn't he pull up his shirt and said, for <laughs> "Had Chris, a picture of me." He said, "For <laughs> CJ Skull Sky of a Sea." <laughs> he a, it was. It he was had a wordy. Whole cake under his shirt. The <laughs> eight. The Nolan eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's for Chris. And the new transfers. Well, yeah. Let's talk about that. New transfers coming in. I mean, uh, generally, Graham to begin. Great transfer window, wasn't it? That was like exactly what we needed Eventually. to lift our spirits. Thirteen players, wasn't it? We we signed in the end. 
I think wow. uh, going through from sort of George Dobson uh, in, in the youngsters, but it was it was brilliant. I mean, you you guys were obviously in IB for I was in Spain across the water, which was an interesting experience uh, bringing transfer deadline day from there. Um, but it was mad. Uh, every every ten minutes we've been linked with a new player. We signed four in the last thirty six hours or so. Was it Song yeah. uh, Moses Antonio Yelovich? Yeah. So it, uh, it was good. I wonder if we'd have signed those four over the course of perhaps the last three or four weeks whether everyone would have been so delighted yeah it's, some ha- of it is relief you're right. yes yes however <laughs> it, it was a good you know we, we've brought in a lot of players and I think we've brought in a lot of quality players even players the lone players like Moses Chelsea solid Premier League player Cole Jenkinson hasn't had a great start but we know he, he's, he's a decent player um, so and, and obviously Alex Song who I believe is coming on loan isn't he yes um, Correct, which yeah. is a bit yeah, loan with option to buy at the end yeah, of the season so, uh, what, but, yeah. but we know he's a class Odd. player so yeah I, I, I think hopefully that I think the issue is going to be keep them all happy yeah right because it's brought in a lot of players there's going to be a lot of players who think they they should be in the team probably aren't going to make anything better than the bench every week so that's going to be tough for Bilic to, to juggle those and keep everyone happy I think yeah. mm. the question is would you rather be at Hull you know, playing for Hull and living in Hull or on the bench at West Ham in London. <laughs> well, we should mention the chairman's comments about Hull. I mean, I'm surprised. Charlie Austin gets all the mainstream attention, but, you know, the chairman was really damning about Hull as a place. Well, <laughs> Let's because not they don't have Alexa Standoff. <laughs> I've got good, uh, friends from Hull, good friends from Hull and they'll, they'll say the same. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited by a place. I mean, to be fair, I get excited by whenever we sign any player ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always optimistic and might do really well. But I think we've brought some class in, we've brought some Yelovich, I know uh we spoke a lot about him. Um and you know, your view is you're not overly excited by him. But I think he's a good option to have. He's yeah. got a relationship with Billich, I think he's got a relationship with Tony Henry. Mm-hmm. Um so there's kind of he's a good option to have in there, I think. I think on, as a, a squad player he's gonna be decent. And also we want to have a good run in the Carling Cup, don't we? In the FA Cup. So these are the players you, you need for those rounds. Absolutely. I think you make it Good point. That, that Jelovic, he's not been brought in as a as a, as a first team player. He's, he's he's only backup, and I don't think you can really get a lot better than that for a fourth choice striker. He scored goals in the Premier League. We know he can do it. He's not prolific, but you know, he, he's, when everyone's fit, he's going to be in the pecking order behind Valencia, Sacco, Carroll, and possibly even Zarati. So as a, as a fourth or fifth choice striker, I think we've done exceptionally well to get someone like that. What, what, what did we pay three million? So yeah, two, think, wasn't it? Two, yeah, two, two, yeah, two, two, amazing. Yeah, so it's, it's it's a good deal. I think. I think, oh, you know, I wasn't that excited about Jelovic. And then I read that um, him and Bilic, when Jelovic was playing for Croatia, yeah. he, he was really in fantastic form playing for the Croatian yeah. national team. And Bilic seemingly got the most out of him. When I heard that, I thought, actually, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. mates. They're gonna, this yeah, is gonna be all when right. you bring in those players, sometimes it clicks and, you know, it could click really well for him. And like Antonio, I'm really excited about. Well, yeah, let's talk about Antonio. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I've done a Booger's, done my YouTubing, and he looks good. He looks good on the, on the video. Uh, some of the goals he's scoring for Nottingham Forest last year, incredible. Yeah, and he's been prolific again at the start of this season. Four in five games he scored in the uh, at the start. I don't know a lot about him. I'll be honest with you. I've only seen YouTube videos like yeah. you, Chris, uh, so I can't say a lot. But he's a Londoner. He's a winger. He wants to be here. What yeah. more could you want? He's he an absolute unit. Yes. <laughs> he's a unit yeah, for a winger as well. We, we were usually quite slight and, and pacey, but yeah, he's, he's got some bulk on him. There's that one though. clip that might have been on come actually where he takes it around about five players and he just keeps holding on the ball and just yeah. keeps running around them. Um, so a few Nottingham Forest fans have said 
he if we if you grow him correctly well not grow him he can't get any bigger <laughs> if you grow his football correctly he could be really good he's inconsistent at the moment uh, but he's one for the future you know and now's yeah. the time to to bring that through so hopefully it'll be brilliant and I'm excited again also also about Moses because I think he's been so on and off and hasn't had much game time he could be a star for us mm, I, I don't want to speak ill of the departed and Stuart Downing but you know when you compare Downing to Antonio he, they're such a different player like Downing always felt quite weak on the ball and that he didn't really get stuck in and I mean you couldn't imagine him scoring the goals that Antonio scored for Nottingham Forest he seems like such a different exciting prospect yeah. And also, when we're watching, I know Jarvis, it's a sad set of affairs, one of our biggest signings ever, we've barely mentioned, who's gone out on loan, Jarvis. <laughs> you know, when, Last when minute watching, panic buy, watching, by all accounts. Watching yeah. Bournemouth, um, when they had that massive right back, and Jarvis kept, when he came on, he kept running at the right back. And some of it's quite comical in some ways. And the right back wouldn't even move and just kind of swat him off the ball and take the ball <laughs> off him. And you think, what Jarvis should be doing is running at those... Uh, defenders and then when he was doing it this guy from Bournemouth was just swatting him away and he wasn't getting anywhere near him it's like Rocky Balboa and Ivan Drago so it's like <laughs> although Rocky won that Jarvis didn't win it <laughs> um, it's you know Jarvis just hasn't been good enough for us and so we need to bring in these new, and these new guys hopefully I hope he does well at Norwich to be fair because yeah. I like him I think he's probably a nice bloke and I want him to do well um, but I think these new guys need to move us on and hopefully they will yeah, um, it's, it, you're right. He hasn't done a thing at West Ham, let's be honest. It just hasn't worked out for him. Um, and it happens sometimes, doesn't it? You get players that, that get moves and it, it just doesn't just doesn't happen for them. So um, it's a lot of money, though. It's a lot of money for a club like West Ham to, to spend and on one player. Million, wasn't it, in the end? I think, I think it was about, yeah. I, but I think, you know, we, we'd probably have had to win the Champions League and the World Cup and... and he would have had to be voted European Player of the Year for all those, uh, you know, things to kick in. But at the end of the day, it's still a still a wedge we've we've weighed out, and it's just so disappointing. It's just so frustrating, though, Jarvis, because you know he had pace, he could beat a player, but he just seemed to lose confidence after sort of yeah. the first year, and uh, you know, and and the lot, even in Europe against sort of Berkakara and and. Maltese team. That was the Andorran team. I was describing it to a uh, Spurs fan today. I, in my head, we played Andorra and Malta and then lost to Romania. <laughs> this is what the chairman, the chairman didn't even name the teams we played. It was like that Andorran team, yeah. the Maltese team. I can't even remember what they were called. Astra, Astra, that was the Romanian. That was the right, yeah. I never even Becca read what they were called. And Lusitane. Lusitane, yeah, of course, of course. It was so long ago now. What a European adventure that was, looking back. Um, we should say as well, when you mentioned Tottenham, I mean, how funny, what a terrible transfer window they have had. Amazing. They're stuck with Adebayor and also Berahino, Like It's clear that karma has come around for them, hasn't it? They've acted so filthy in the transfer market, yep. such assholes and now at Berahina like the, re, re, fair play to that West Brom show and Jeremy Peace to say yeah. no we're not, I'm not going to sell them to yeah, you yeah, yeah. I don't want to do business with you yeah. good also they're still in uh, Europa League so that is going to stitch them right up yes. they're like Azerbaijan on a Thursday night or something oh yeah. could have been us that is going to stitch them right up <laughs> and I will enjoy watching them fall yeah I'm no fan of uh, Daniel Levy um, you know he's he's had his fingers in a, a lot of very sticky pies I think where West Ham are concerned with mm. the Olympic Stadium and things like that so it was delightful to to see us kind of. I, I think the key for us was getting Moses in early because it meant there was no pressure on on us to get someone in, or you know we could just say to Tottenham, you know, we got two loans now. We we don't we don't need an extra striker. Yeah, the onus is on you to release him if if you want him to come to us. Yeah, and 
yeah, it was really enjoyable, I think, to see Levy sort of stuck with a £5 million bill for a player that's not going to be utilised at all in the next nine months. So, uh, I don't you know, use it often, Lovely. lol. <laughs> 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 uh, but we should talk about the players that got away. You mentioned there Adebayor, and word on the street was that he was booked in for a medical and didn't turn up. Would you, was there any truth to that, do you think? I don't know. Uh, that, that's what that's what we were told. It was a Thursday before the transfer window closed, wasn't it? It was, yeah. was due yeah. to come in, and, and and yeah, as the story went, he was booked in, didn't turn up, um, and we kind of lost interest. But if if that's true, yeah, I mean, why would you want a player? Who, he's obviously not committed. It's a, it's a very strange case, isn't he, Adebayo? Yeah, yeah really. Um, didn't he say he he, he consulted a. a, a one of his church leaders or, or something about the about the move. Uh, I consult church leaders. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. It's, it's probably it's, it's probably a sound policy, really. About this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he's a, he seems to be a very strange character. But who cares? It's Tot- Tottenham's yeah. problem now. Yeah, smell you later. And lastly, Zaza. That was the only one that I got quite excited about. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, I don't know that much about him. But having read up on him and watching stuff, I thought, oh, he looks like quite an exciting prospect. And I've read quite a lot of good reviews of uh, fans of a, of a club but you win some you lose some I think anyone with two Z's in their name has got to be a, an interesting character we don't get <laughs> that's yeah. yeah I was trying to think of someone else there Z- Zinedine Zidane yeah strange character <laughs> um, it's funny the yeah, chairman was he actually... never worked <laughs> yeah what happened to him <laughs> um, it's funny the chairman was really excited about Zaza I know that's in the public domain now but he told us privately that he was really excited about that player but yeah. he didn't fancy it yeah who hey. knows yeah but, well, well. He d- didn't, didn't fancy Green Street and the West Ham Hotel <laughs> yeah. what's wrong with you <laughs> he he could have, what, imagine a player said I'll come but I have, I'll only come if I can stand the West Ham Hotel <laughs> sure <laughs> won't happened. stay there maybe that was Jarvis for a year <laughs> yeah maybe that's why yeah, <laughs> I want one depressed him so much he couldn't play well I want a fold down bed <laughs> uh, and someone serving me rubbish red wine uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, should we move on to talk about some predictions for Newcastle game that's upcoming? We're desperate. For, well, personally, I'm desperate for those nine points, Graham, so we're closer to safety. <laughs> <laughs> we need a home win, don't we? Yeah. This, this is beginning to look a little bit like 0203 when we went to sort of the end of January and, and didn't win a, a single home game. Uh, obviously, we're not quite in the same predicament as we were then because we've got a couple of away wins under. But do you remember that season when we? Yeah. I think it was the second was, home game when we we were two up against Arsenal. Knutie had the penalty. Yeah. There was all that uh, kerfuffle before he took it. About a four minute delay, he missed it, and then obviously they went and uh, got it back to two oh. two. And we yeah, didn't were win. Arsenal charged with failing to control? Their yeah. Players? No, they weren't. Yeah, that's right. Well, of course, <laughs> it's the FA. They're not going to charge way. Arsenal, that's are they? You know, uh, Arsenal get away with, with murder. Um, predictions. Let, let's, I'll tell you what let's predict <laughs> let's predict a Newcastle win because you know how terrible I am with predictions right? so we're going to go I'll, I'll go for a 2-1 win for Newcastle and, and hope that I'm hideously wrong I hope you know what you say to that 0203 season I feel there's so many similarities with that yeah. season and one of them was this that we would win out the blue yeah. like away from home a game you wouldn't expect and then we'd be terrible and it, sort of, it gives you a, a kind of false hope so that by the time it's end of January you suddenly realise, oh my god, we're in such bad trouble. But you feel like you've had a good season. I remember that year we won at Chelsea away quite early that on. Was the I think, season. I think it was that quite was early in August. And you think when we won at Liverpool, I thought of that Chelsea away game where Di Canio scores an unbelievable goal. Like, yeah. We beat them three two. Like wow, what an amazing start of the season. Actually, it's terrible, yeah. and we keep losing at home. We've got the worst home record in the league. So this Newcastle game for me is 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 this an o two o three season or is it uh, one of our great ones under Harry Redknapp? It's all going to boil down to this Newcastle game. 
James, where do you, how, which way do you think it's going to go? New players, new hope, new momentum, Newcastle 4 0. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, oh God, I'm all, you know, I, always, I get this wrong every week. I did see. I did say to you, Lanzini to score first against Liverpool. <laughs> so I'm going to take that. Fair play. Uh, I I like to think we'll be too much for them. They haven't had a great start. They no. haven't got a great team. McLaren. I don't think it's a great manager. Um, Andy. I'm going to go Andy Carroll one nil. Oh, I mean, it'd be great. I'm coming so off nervous. his ponytail <laughs> from the bench. You won't even be on the in. pitch. <laughs> He takes the centre with his head <laughs> and flaps it up the pitch into the top corner. Is that allowed? <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. Um, I'm going to say 1-0. I mean, I'd love, I'm so nervous about this game because I think it will define our season, largely. To have nine points now yeah. would be so fantastic. And it's City away, isn't it? I can't, I can't be negative yeah, about this. Next away game, is yeah. it? What we need is the fans to be on the, on the team side yeah. and not to, to pressurise you know if, if we haven't scored after 20 minutes we don't want to hear the, the old cat call and boo coming yeah. out they need to stay stay with the players because yeah. um, it's not going to be an easy game um, on paper yeah but we, we haven't got a brilliant record at home against Newcastle have we? No now's a good time seasons. to play them but yeah absolutely and hopefully they'll, they'll play that new striker who keeps getting sent off after five minutes oh, that'd be lovely his name totally yeah, passes me, me by uh, Alan Shearer <laughs> <That's the one. laughs> Duncan Ferguson <laughs> uh, Chris, excellent what's your prediction uh, I mean you've got to be positive I can't I, I, I hope 2-0 I'm so nervous about this game I really think it's going to define our season yep. if we lose this I mean I hate to think I think we're in such trouble if we lose it and if we win it I think we're a long way to safety yeah I probably agree with you there I mean, it's it, it's quite loaded. It's quite loaded this game for me personally, just in terms of how I will feel. Yeah. Um. Actually, just while I'm thinking of it, we we never mentioned, but Carl Jenkinson's game against Bournemouth was one of the worst games I've ever seen anyone have. Just quickly. Oh boy. <laughs> Both of them. Cresswell as well. Cresswell. From. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I can mean, you say? remarkable. <laughs> I was saying, like, after 20 minutes, I was like, oh my God, he's having such a nightmare. Then he gave the ball away and they scored. And then he went up the other end and brought him down, got sent remarkable. off. You're like, I can't remember a worse game. For that someone. was so unprofessional, though, that, that to, to yeah. be sent off. You know, he didn't just didn't have to do it. Firstly, losing the ball by the touchline. Yeah. All he had to do was put it out. What, what are you told as a kid? Oh. The first, if, you, if you're not sure, just put it out and, and, and re, regroup. Gave the ball away, and then it was just so unprofessional to, to let the guy in the air and tug his shirt. Yeah, that's exactly what we said. It's crazy. You've got all of that space to foul him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. If you're so going to take time. him down, you do it before the area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But part of me thinks he did it because he thought, I'm gone here. <laughs> I've had the worst game. <laughs> I mean, your head must be in such a weird place at that point that bringing it down almost seems normal I think we should mention as well Max Gradle I think who, who's been linked with us for, oh, for 50 us. years and turns in the game of his life he's, he's injured he's, he's out for the rest yeah, of the yeah, season yeah he is he's he out really? for a significant amount of time West Ham way blowing West the game to us. Way. yeah <laughs> exactly um, so the, the other thing about if I can just touch on that Bournemouth game it's quite interesting because we go back to last season uh, when there was a lot of um, anti-Allardyce feeling going about there were quite a few people saying how um, they would be quite happy to see West Ham lose if it meant it was a, it was, a, it was an, an enjoyable game like a high scoring game yeah. it'd be interesting to go back to some of those guys now the people who said that and say yeah. were you happy with us losing at home 4-3 right. to Bournemouth because I certainly yeah. wasn't well, well I did, I did notice did, um, Hammer magazine man ex-Hammer magazine man pretty much said an entertaining match that's the West Ham way and I came out of it thinking that's some of the worst football I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> so maybe somewhere in the middle is right yeah. well maybe you should be a West Ham fan mate. Yeah. this is um, what it's like 
but also it's something something that's rarer than uh, I haven't mentioned rarer than an away win at Liverpool was Nigel Khan smiling <laughs> away at Liverpool. What my WHUFC uh, was there's a picture of him smiling at Liverpool. Yeah, I where was this on TV? I can vouch that I've seen it. No, because yeah. I. Is it being photoshopped? I, some, no, someone <laughs> tweeted it. That's what I said. It's like Winston Reed smiling. <laughs> Rarer than Winston Reed smiling. If they both smiled at the same time, the world might implode. <laughs> Excellent. Him. He's happy. In fact, post Allardyce, Nigel's happy. Yeah. yeah. So, well, fingers that, crossed that, that he's even happy. happier after Newcastle. Very quickly, I know we're about to go, and we've only got a moment left. But we should ask you, uh, G-Man. Yes. Leaving the bowling. Favorite memory. Oh. Put you on the spot. In the ever, yeah, it would probably be. Oh, okay, yeah, 1998, 1927. <laughs> back in the day, it was black and white still. No, the, I, can, I can, I can, I can categorically state it was the it was the night we played Aston Villa in the uh, quarterfinals of the League Cup, whatever it was called, the Little Little's Cup, and this was the game that we got done for the man. It was the Manigate affair oh, when he came really? on with seven or eight minutes to go. Um, but it went to a penalty shootout, and this was two seasons, I think, after Euro '96 when Southgate had missed that penalty. And I think it was locked at whatever it was, one all, two all. Um, now, whenever an opposition player steps up to take a penalty, the standard reaction is a boo, right? You get that. It's the only time I've ever heard an opposition player at the bowling cheered when his name was announced as a penalty taker. <laughs> what did he do? What happened? Straight over the bar. Who was it? Gareth Southgate. Southgate. Yeah, Southgate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it was just hilarious, the whole thing. And you just kind of knew he was going to miss, and he did, and he didn't disappoint. So I think if I had to pick one, maybe the lights going out was quite quite funny as well when we were playing Palace. I think it was two at the time, and they made us replay the game, and we smashed them 4-1. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, the Manigate, definitely the Southgate. Oh, funny. I think Adrian in the end might end up being one of my favourite ever moments. Really? The, when uh, he scored the penalty. Oh, really? That was so awesome. much fun. It's such a crap game. It's too recent in the memory to get nostalgic about it. Um, and going to miss it? The bowling? Question, yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's going to be terrible, that last game. Uh, you know, I mean, I, without trying to, without getting too maudlin, I mean, I used to go there, with me, I was taken there by my dad and my granddad who were no longer with us, so that's going to be terrible, that last game, you know. Um, sort of going there and thinking we're never going to come back. But, you know, life goes on. Um, it's not about my generation now, it's about... It's about the kids and the, and, the, and the next generation of fans who are going to take the club on and go forward. So let's just hope it's a resounding success. And have you picked your seat in the new stadium? Yes, I have. And it's nowhere near where I wanted. Uh, Band one. And when I got there, all the uh, I wanted to sit kind of a, a similar seat to what I've got at the moment, which is behind the dugout. And there was nothing there. So I'm right over the other side, on the other side of the stand. But I, I, I think I've got a fairly decent seat, about 20 rows up. So I should be able to see the pitch at least anyway. Oh. Um, but no one knows. This is the thing. Until we get there, we really don't know what to expect, do we? Right. But I'm, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be okay. You never know what to expect with West Ham. This is true. Right. What a note to end on, James. Thank you on. very much Pleasure. for joining us. Yeah, I loved it. Graham, thank you for rejoining us in the studio. Thank Series you, four. Me. It's been lovely to see you again. Excellent. All right, we'll speak to you after the Newcastle game. In the yes. meantime, come on, you eyes. Come on, you eyes.